Welcome to the Mark Stary Music Podcast. This podcast is an audio journal of my guests and I's adventures throughout the live and local music biz. Fun conversations, cool tunes, and good times will be had. My name is Mark Stary, and I'm a 15-plus year veteran of the Twin Cities, Minnesota metro music scene. Check me out at Mark Stary, that's S-T-A-R-Y, music.net. Also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All of my original music is available for download on iTunes, CD Baby, etc. This podcast drops every Tuesday, if not before, on iTunes, SoundCloud, and most other places podcasts are available. If you enjoy it, please subscribe on iTunes. It's totally free and guarantees you'll never miss an episode. If you got an extra buck or two, you wouldn't mind tossing in the podcast tip jar, please visit patreon.com forward slash Mark Stary Music Podcast. Also, considering helping get the word out in the street via social media, five-star rating and review on iTunes, word of mouth, etc. Happy Thought of the Day is by John Bonham. Drumming was the only thing I was ever good at. Thanks for tuning in and welcome to the Mark Stary Music Podcast. Enjoy! Welcome back to the Mark Stary Music Podcast, episode 150. Thanks to all the folks who contribute to this podcast on Patreon.com. Coming at you on a stormy summer day here at my home in St. Paul, Minnesota. Finally home for a few days here now that my summer schedule of driving, gigs, letting my exercise routine go to hell, and fast food is winding down. I think Copper the Wonder Gold and I will celebrate by getting a McDonald's breakfast. Kidding. Wednesday, played a solo show at Pub 42 in New Hope, Minnesota. A gal's engagement party turned into an all-out dinner hour dance party with a newly learned Teach Your Children being one of the favorites. Saturday, played a solo show at Seven Brothers in Clayton, Wisconsin. Happy birthday to longtime friend Ike. Sunday, played a duo show at Paradise Landing in Balsam Lake, Wisconsin. Bummed it was the last show of the summer patio season. But congrats to my buddy Blake Radical on the new house. Looks awesome, man. Shows. Wednesday, August 29th, 2018. I'll be playing a solo show at Pub 42 in New Hope, Minnesota from 7.30 to 9.30 p.m. Thursday, August 30th, I'll be playing a duo show at Lucky's 13 in Roseville, Minnesota from 4 to 7 p.m. Friday, August 31st, I'll be playing a solo show at Danny's in Stillwater, Minnesota from 7 to 10 p.m. Saturday, Mr. Brian K. Johnson and I will be rambling on up to Breezy Point, Minnesota to rock out at JJ's Pub at Commander Bar from 5 to 9 p.m. Guest this week is part one of three with the legendary Minnesota drummer Noah Levy. We discuss Zeppelin, Minnesota Music Clubs, Jack White, Nelson, etc. Enjoy the conversation! Mr. Noah Levy, welcome to the Mark Stary Music Podcast. How are you doing today, my friend? Thanks for having me. Doing yeah, well. That's good, man. Yeah. Uh, we're here on a muggy St. <clears throat> Paul day here. 
Is this this cloud? Is this all from the fires coming up from Canada? Is that why it's so kind of hazy here the last few days? I think it is. It's been a little hard to breathe. I know. So anyway, so Noah, thanks for doing this. I really, really appreciate it. My pleasure. And uh, so I'm kind of looking, uh, listening to your stuff on Facebook and everything else. And I was listening to uh, clips of your Zeppo yeah. band. Do you want to tell us about that? Uh, well, you know, <laughs> I've grown up listening to that stuff and, and always loved it. And my buddies, it's kind of like a poker game, you know. You get together with your friends and play these songs that, uh, it's just a laugh. And then it sounds good and, and we thought, well, let's do some shows. And and it's kind of taken on a life of its own. But yeah. I, I really enjoy doing it. And it's it's kind of low-key. Okay. Who's the singer? John Eller. He's, I mean, I've known him since I was in high school. Really? And he's just phenomenal. Great. He's playing and singing at the same time during that, too, isn't he? Yeah. And he was playing keys, but now we got a guy named Zach Sertian playing keys. Okay. Um, that's you guys got a big show coming up at the Caboose on September 7th, right? Yep. Uh, is that the 7th? Yes. Yeah. What's that all about? It's their uh, 50th anniversary of their first gig. Of the Led Zeppelin's first gig. Yeah. Where so, was their first gig at? You know, Maybe. I'm embarrassed to admit I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Hardee's, I don't know. It was uh, <laughs> no, it was I'm I'm not sure. Yeah. Not sure. Um and is that when they were still because I think they used to be the, weren't they the blues breakers or something like that? The Led new yardbirds. The yardbirds. Yeah, and then the, they became Led Zeppelin. Yeah, they were the new yardbirds, the I think. New yardbirds. Yeah. So you're celebrating the, the Led Zeppelin first gig, not yardbirds. Do you, you want to know something embarrassing? I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> so somebody asked me to do the gig. And oh, I said, sure, it sounds gosh. like a good idea. But I, I should probably do a bit more homework. Ira. Oh, I'm used to the doggy stuff, man. Yeah. No worries. Yeah. yeah. I do therapy dog work during the day as I'm around no them all the time. Oh. Um, so what would be like some standards? You Let's say you're going to play a, a Zeppo show. What do you think are the standards oh, that, that you pretty much have to have on there? And do you ever squeeze in some some kind of B-side stuff that diehards would like? Our, our initial idea was to do more of the B-sides. Um, but sometimes they they go over... To use a, a poor pun, like a lead balloon, <laughs> but um, yeah, and the, you know, you, uh, like some of the songs that I don't even love, frankly, um, like rock and roll, I've never cared for it that much. But yeah. it's it's kind of fun to play, yeah, and the crowd enjoys it. But he hits them notes too on that song. John's a freak. John is a freak. He's you know, he it's in the same key. He hits the high notes. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. What's some of your favorite ones to play? What's some of your favorite Zeppelin songs to to crack out there? Oh man, we did uh, one night. We did uh, "When the Levee Breaks." Okay. That was a lot of fun. My brother sat in on that. I watched that one on YouTube too. Okay. I think. Yep. Um, uh, we do "Cashmere." That's a lot of fun. It's a it's a bit much to ask out of the crowd because it's a long one, but <laughs> it's it's a fun one. Uh, 
Um, so when you study like somebody like John Bonham or something like that, do you get like if you're sitting there studying his work, do you get anything out of his drum playing that you could put in your toolbox? Oh when yeah, you're learning that much stuff. What would you learn from studying John Bonham? Uh, you know, I grew up. He was always my favorite drummer growing up. Really, I just loved his groove. I loved his sound. Um, yeah, he's just got such a deep groove, and he rocked so hard, and and he was really. Uh, like a funk drummer. Really? Yeah, he he played like a I mean a lot harder, but he you could tell he was listening to Booker T and the MGs and James Brown and, okay. and later on reggae. He was a big reggae fan. Really? And um it really came through in his playing. Okay. Yeah. That's great. Um I saw you, another thing you had this summer was you did a Bowie tribute. Yeah, I do that every year with John Eller. With again. John Eller as well. Yeah. Um, and that was uh, that was at first half. Yeah, yeah. Um, how did that go? How did that come about? Man, been doing it for over ten years. Used to split it with another drummer, Tommy Ozidas, who's since died. But um, it was uh, it's a benefit for a no cat no kill cat shelter. Oh, sweet. And uh, we did. We've been doing it for a long time, and it's an excuse to get together with my friends once a year, yeah, and, and make music. I love Bowie, and yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Um, what's some standard Bowie songs you'd have to have on that? Um, well, you know, like Rebel Rebel, uh, Golden Years. Uh, what's another one we do every year? Um, Young Americans. <laughs> Suffragette City. Yeah. Have you ever played First Avenue besides this? Oh, yeah. I've, I've, over the years, I've played there many, many times. What's it like playing that room? I still... <laughs> that is the one gig. I'll, I've played all over, but that is the one where I still have trouble eating on the day of the gig. Really? Just because it's your hometown gig, and I've seen so many shows there. And... They treat you really well. It's it's a it's always a great time, but you feel the pressure, and I get a little bit of butterflies every time you hit the stage. Really? Yeah. Um, do you have any tips for musicians when they have that? I played in front of my hometown a couple weeks ago. It was just last Tuesday, and the whole town showed up, <laughs> and they're all staring. It was for a fundraiser thing, and they're all staring at me and stuff. My, I teach summer school in my hometown in the summer, in the month of June, and all my summer school kids are staring at me. What town is that? Turtle Lake, Wisconsin. Oh, yeah. Yep. And it's just a small town. Anyway, so I play four, five, six nights a week, and I don't think twice about it whatsoever. Sure. But in front of my hometown, and I'm on the, the hometown stage they built, Man, I had the butterflies. I sure. was just hacking it up. <laughs> yeah. It means something. Yeah. You know, these faces looking back at you are familiar instead of just a, a blank slate. Right? Yeah. So how do you battle with that? Or how do you get over that? Just, um, You just know, do I don't generally get them. I get I get an adrenaline rush every time I hit the stage. Um, almost always. Yeah. Do you know Hugo Clares? Mm-hmm. 
So Hugo was on the show too, and he was talking about his favorite thing ever was when they sound check at First Ave, how it sounds so cool in there. Oh. Sound checking his drums, yeah, you know, and it just the, all the history in there. It just it's just oh. his favorite part. You feel it every time you hit the stage. Yeah, you know, there's a couple places there: the Fillmore in California, in wow. San Francisco, the Ryman, in you know the Grand Ole Opry. Yep, and when you hit those stages, it's you can you, you get a the hairs on the back of your neck stand up when you walk out. You know all the history that was there before. Wow. Um, so let's just go there. So let's say if you took the the Fillmore in San Fran, who do you wish you could have seen there? Well, uh, Hendrix. When you're walking up on stage, to your left, you're walking up on the stairs, and there's a Hendrix poster. They have all the posters. Yeah. You know, there's the Hendrix poster, and there's the Led Zeppelin poster from the Fillmore. And you, not much pressure. <laughs> you know, it's Jeez. basically looking at you going, don't fuck up. <laughs> I think I'd love to have seen uh, one of my favorite albums of all time is Live Wire Blues Power, Albert King. Oh, wow. And I think he was opening up for Hendrix and Joplin that tour over there oh, wow. and that was at the Fillmore I would yeah. love to have seen that so much history they still hand out apples you know when you go in you get an apple <laughs> at the door yeah um, and then like how about the same as the Ryman who would you wish you could have seen there back in the day oh I mean well, I would have loved to have seen Elvis when he got booed <laughs> off you know um, you know any of the, the great country acts yeah yeah I was there a number of years ago. I used to work for a company on there for like 10 years, and and I'm a huge Chris Christopherson mark. You know, just love him. Oh, yeah. And it was Johnny Cash's tribute show at the Ryman. Okay. Of course, I couldn't get in. We were standing outside. Anyway, so I saw Chris Christopherson out back behind Tootsie's, like having a beer or a cigarette or something. Yeah. And he walked up to go in, so I was running around the Ryman, whatever, and I ended up running over this lady. Oh, no. And I was like, because so I just wanted to wave at Chris Christopherson, and so he looked at me and waved at me. Then the lady comes up, running at me, screaming, and I'm like, "Oh, gee, oh, I didn't mean to do that. I'm sorry." And she goes, "Okay, just for doing that, you owe me an interview." She was from Fox News and had a camera man behind her, and they interviewed me. Oh, funny! And I was cutting this promo about how much I love Chris Christopherson. Oh, wow! They edited it for the news and made it sound like I was talking about Johnny Cash. No, <laughs> was, yeah. seriously. <laughs> Wow, they were scraping the barrel there. Yeah, no huh? kidding, man. Wow. I was pretty excited about seeing Chris. Yeah. So, but um, what's some other cool venues you've played that are that are historic like that? Uh, um, let me think. Um, you know, the Beacon Theater in New York is an exciting one. Central Park. You played in Central Park? Yeah, played in Central Park with Mason Jennings. Check my email and wash my clothes while my rice is cooking. Oh, Jesus Christ, how I hate making phone calls. So I leave a lonely life. They have a summer stage there. Wow. That's pretty cool. You know, after the show, walking off into the city, you know, walking through the park into the city is a pretty great feeling. I bet. Um. Yeah, uh, there's some a lot of great venues out there. 
How about some of your favorite local venues here in the Twin Cities? Besides like First Avenue or whatever. Um, well, you know, the, the old Uptown Bar back in the day. That Remember was a great that. one. Now it's an Apple store. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, you know, it's 7th Street Entry, of course. Um, I like the turf in St. Paul a lot. Yeah. I, I like the way they run it. I like the people there. It's just a good rock club. You know? For sure. Um, uh, yeah, I, it's it's hard for me to think nowadays. A lot of these venues go away. Mm-hmm. Um, man, I just went to a show at the Armory. I saw Jack White there last week. What an amazing... Have you been there? I saw Slayer there. What a great room. I think it's one of the coolest rooms I've seen. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I, I, it's one of the coolest rooms I've ever been in. Um, it's big. It's easy to get to. Mm-hmm. It's quick to get a drink. Mm-hmm. You can walk right up to the stage. Yeah. You don't have to wait to use the restroom. It was just the coolest venue. And those windows behind the stage that kind of line the roof yeah that, that arc of oh it's so beautiful how was jack white he was great uh you know i i liked it um uh, i i'm i'm a fan I, it was fine it was a little bit all on it wasn't quite dynamic enough for me okay but, but he's great he's he's great he's a great rock star <laughs> did he play a lot of his old white stripe stuff he did and he did uh, he did uh, uh, some raconteurs. He did. Um, oh yeah. He did uh, Devil's Haircut by Back, which was surprising. But yeah, it was cool. It was cool. Um, have you ever been to his Third Man Studios in Nashville? I have not. I have not either. I'm not. I've walked by it a couple times. A little rough neighborhood, but I'd love to go in there. Yeah. I used to be a huge Jack White guy for sure. So what do you, what is your opinion on Meg White's drum style? I think she's great for that for that gig. Uh-huh. I think. Uh, She's such a big part of that sound, and people gave her so much shit. I kind of wonder if that drove her out of the business. I, I think I think she had some you know mental health problems. Well publicized. I'm uh-huh. not. Yeah, but, yeah, sure. But um, I think it'd be so hard to every article or every and now with the internet, people just being cruel. She's great. Those records are great. And if they had. A drummer that was more accomplished, the the sound would be completely changed. What was the gripe on her in the first place? Well, was that it she was just or? yeah. I mean, she's all over the place. It's scrappy, <laughs> but then again, so's he. You know, oh, yeah. And and it works great. And and when you're a two piece, you don't have to be really tight. You don't have a bass player to lock with. You're just locking with the guitar player. So if you throw some elbows, it's not a big deal. Yeah. And it made for a really cool sound. I thought she was kind of hot, too, back in the day. Yeah. She was good looking, There's too, that. for a female drummer. There's, there's that. Um, so, okay, going through your stuff, and, and I was hoping to do a couple quick episodes, if that's cool with you. Um, sure. So I was looking through some of the folks that you've worked with over the years, and there's one I want to ask you for the end of this episode, what it was like. Sure. was working with... I'm a huge 80s hair band fan, Mm -hmm. and one band I liked from the 80s that I don't think get enough credit, whatever, was working with the Nelson Brothers. Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) 
So can you tell it's, me about that for all the all the the Nelson fans out there? Uh, you know, I got the gig. My friend Tommy V, who's Bobby V's son, yeah, great musician. He and I worked together before, so he knew them growing up, and they were doing a tribute to their dad, to Ricky yeah. Nelson. So. Uh, they hired me for a show and we hit it off right away. But we only do, you know, Love and Affection and After the Rain from that era. It's yeah. all Ricky Nelson songs pretty much. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you what, great guys, legitimately talented, incredibly talented musicians. Really? Yeah, they're, they're the real deal. Can they really harmonize like that, too? Oh, my God. They sing their asses off. They play beautifully, and they play a lot of instruments, and they're just super hardworking. Um, Matthew and Gunner are their names, mm-hmm. I think, right? Yeah. Yeah, I have a lot of respect for them. A ton. That's good. What are some of the Ricky Nelson songs that go over real well? Oh, you know, Hello, Mary Lou, uh, Traveling Man, Fools rush in. What else? We, uh, they do his older stuff, like you know, garden party and all that. Yep, garden party. Buddy, all right now. I learned my lesson well. See, you can't please everyone, so you got to please yourself. People came from miles around. That was his comeback, and they. So the show is, they play songs. And then they show video, and then they talk. So it's kind of this multimedia thing. And, and Garden Party was his comeback. It's about being booed off the stage yeah. at Madison Square Garden. As a kid, I always thought that song was about heaven. I don't know why. Because <laughs> there's all those little musicians he mentions in there. But yeah. they weren't dead yet at the they time, dead, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've always wanted to hear, I've never heard that whole album. I wonder what the album was even called. I've just heard that one song, Garden Party, when he went kind of country, like yeah. Graham, uh, what do you call that? Uh, kind of the outlaw country kind of thing. Well, and before that, he was doing the Stone Canyon Band. That's it. Yeah, and that was, um, you know, uh, that was when he got booed off because he showed up at Madison Square Garden and everybody expected him to be little Ricky Nelson. And there he was with long hair doing honky-tonk women with this pedal steel player. Oh, that's, I would love to have seen that. Yeah. Um. That's awesome. Um, is there like an album or a track that you played on that you think might be interesting I could put at the end of this podcast? Um, let's see. Um, I mean, I guess I could say I Miss You by the Honey Dogs. Oh, okay. Is, yeah. And did you play in both versions of that? Yes. You did? Yeah. Your brother was on the show, and I asked him, I said, because uh, I like, I was going through all the Honey Dogs material walking around Como Lake here, mm-hmm. and I actually liked the, the, I didn't know what year any of it came out, because I just had it on a, on a Spotify spin, sure. and I really like the new albums that he's been doing in last yeah. years, whatever, and, uh, but I heard the original version of I Miss You, and I said, you know, who's the girl you have singing harmony on that song? And he goes, freaking Martin Zeller. Yeah, that's Martin, <laughs> yep. Yep, that's Martin. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. Hey, Noah Levy, thanks for being on the Mark Steer Music Podcast. Please tune in next week for part two.
Thanks for tuning in to this week's edition of the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Hope you've enjoyed the program. We'll see you back here for new podcasts about life and times in the live and local music scene each and every Tuesday, if not before, on iTunes, SoundCloud, and most other places podcasts are available. This is a listener-supported podcast, so if you'd like to get on board, please visit patreon.com forward slash Mark Sterry Music Podcast. If you enjoyed some of the musical edits on the show, please head on over to your local record store or do some digging on iTunes and load up on some new songs. Also, if you get a chance, please go check out some live music somewhere. It could be a great and worthwhile experience. Life is short. Go have some fun. Till next time. Days are cold and gray. It's hard to be away. But I guess that's what I meant when I said I do, and you said it too. I can't get used to this, no matter how hard I try. But if it goes on too much longer, I'll probably die. Well, just because I've been away so long. Because I'm not that strong Just because a pretty woman turns me off Doesn't mean I'm gonna be a fool And give up what I got with you Give up what I got with you